Welcome to News for Thought, giving you your bi-weekly news that will pull back the curtain and show you the truth. This is your host, Juan Cruz. And this is your co-host, Denora Cruz. Okay, so this is what we're going to be doing. Right now, no ads, no nothing. In case of you guys seen, I put up a new logo on the podcast. So don't get lost and look over and think to yourself that you're on a different podcast. No, this is the same one. <clears throat> I'm going to give a complete shout out to uh, Ricky Flores from Crafty Flowers. Uh, he made my whole logo. If you are listening and you need something done, as far as logo creativity, need to come up with stuff, um, we came up with this logo and it was fantastic just how we did it. So if you need anything as far as logos, woodwork, uh, home decor, home decor, little things like that, you can check him out on Crafty Flowers uh, on Instagram. Or you can also go on Etsy. But uh, check out all his stuff, and then you can message him for ideas that you have, and he'll work with you and come up with things and maybe do a back and forth as to what you need. I mean, he came up with my logo um, and shot me over a few things, and we kind of pinpointed it down to like one thing. So definitely check out Ricky Flores uh at crafty flowers on instagram or on etsy and you can message him if you have any ideas so we decided and we talked about it that we're going to be giving you some news that we think is noteworthy so what i kind of want to do like i said is kind of pull back the curtain and show you what a lot of news stations don't show you i feel like a lot of these places as i've been watching the news in the last few years um, they don't really like to uh, put a flashlight on certain things they just kind of blow by whatever information is given and here and there you'll see some certain things so what i want to do is shine a little bit of light uh, where a lot of places won't a lot of different news spots won't really put some light on some of these headlines or things that are happening or they just won't give it too much attention because it just doesn't fit their agenda. And right now, as we know, uh, <clears throat> they're, all these news stations, they all have their agendas. So what I, wa I want to do is I want to try to give the news in, in a non-biased way. Words. this is what it is. I'm going to try to give you some thoughts and I'm going to try to be non-biased about it. And I'm going to try to at the same time with whatever my thoughts are, I'm gonna, I might play de devil's advocate to see kind of how things are, to give an idea and to see does this clash? Does this make sense? Is it right? So, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm of course, I'm, I'm gonna start off with one of the biggest things, which is this whole COVID thing. This has been one of the biggest topics. So you just you cannot just avoid the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. This is like important. You can't yeah. just look back and be like, yeah, news, you know, trees and all this uh, uh, hurricanes and everything that's happening. Person got shot yesterday. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh actually, yeah, we got to say this. So we're not going to be fear mongering. So a lot of these news stations, your local news stations will fear monger. Okay, so if you don't know what fear mongering is, is mongering is when... You're actually selling the goods that you have. 
So fear mongering is when you're selling fear because people love doing that. They, the news stations, if you're scared, you're freaked out. Um, and they're putting these, these, uh, what do you call it? These, uh, these news that like somebody just got stabbed, a mom just killed her son. And I mean, these are bad things and we should know that all these things are happening in the world to see how corrupt things are. But, uh, I think to be saying it all the time because mm -hmm. the worse your story is, the more clickbait you get. I feel like just give it in a good way, give it the best you can, and, and do some good, solid journalistic research. <clears throat> so, yeah, so I'm not going to be fear mongering. I'm not going to be giving you things that is going to be like, mom just killed baby, or husband just shot up i don't know a whole store or, or, or big ceo kills himself or celebrity or who knows kanye west did what no i unless i feel like it's like that juicy smoothie or what is what was his name jesse smoothie that was his name jesse smoothie that you know said that the maga people ended up uh putting a rope around his neck and then they found out that it was all lies oh, that he yeah. hired them mm -hmm. so unless it's something like that which you know there was an agenda because why the hell did he make them wear MAGA hats? Mm -hmm. It kind of makes me think that somebody even more rich paid him to make him do stuff like that. I don't know, but anyways. Probably. <clears throat> so, um, starting off, the first one, for sure, for sure, got to talk about it, is COVID. So, now they just came out, and this for me is a little bit kind of uh, iffy because CDC... In the last two weeks, they just came out and said that 75% of deaths in COVID had comorbidities. Now, if you don't know what this is, this is that means out of all the people that died during COVID, 75% of them already had comorbidities. That means like some type of disease. Like something Underlying that was, health problems. <clears throat> some underlying health problems. Okay. So I think that's crazy because they totally blew this out of proportion. And all we heard everywhere was, you know, I mean, truth be told, CNN was one of them. They were constantly uh, putting this out there. Uh, they're one of the people who did the fear mongering the most because every other news station would mention the deaths. But CNN like had it at the right of their screen, like ticking. Like if it was like a clock, like almost like they wanted you to turn the channel just to look at the number tick because CNN has been caught in so many lies. Like out of MSNBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, everybody, CNN has been the worst. They've been caught in so much lies because uh, I don't know if you know, but CNN was one of those uh, companies who is actually in massive debt. And then they got bought out by another company, which is I, I think ADT. AT&T owns them now <clears throat> and they're in a more, they're in a lot of debt too. Now all companies have debt. Most companies that are big have debt, mm -hmm. but they're in like way more debt than kind of almost than what they can produce sometimes, which is kind of weird. So AT&T not as much, but CNN is like, I don't know. I don't know how they stay alive because I was looking up those numbers one time. But uh, back to the COVID, 
So CNN was pretty much putting up those numbers on all these deaths and everywhere on CNN they were talking about this. Look at all the deaths that are happening. Look how many people are dying because of COVID. And every time that Fox would do this, would mention it, they would say, oh, there's some underlying conditions and they're not bringing this up. And they would blow it off. And they would say that no, that's not true or whatever. And CNN would try to call out Fox back and forth about this whole uh, people are dying because of COVID. Mm -hmm. It was clearly saying they're dying because of COVID. Now CDC comes out two years later, 75% of the pe of the deaths, those people already had comorbidities. Wow. Way to just drop that bombshell on everybody and to not have these numbers right. Yeah. And in one of the interviews that they did on Fox, <clears throat> they actually, I think, spoke to the former director of CDC or the current director. I don't remember who it was. But they asked him about this. And the person said, oh, well, you know, our numbers were kind of like trying to still figure them out. It's like, you're the CDC. You're job is to have this like ready and taken care of and yeah if if you would have told if that would have been her excuse in the first month second month third month fourth month fifth month sixth month mm, maybe seventh month i'd be like okay you know starting from march from when the shutdown happened i would have said okay i i get why you say that but we're talking now almost two years yeah. later this is crazy. Two years later, and you're telling me you're still figuring it out? Nah, no, no, no. Your numbers weren't right. You got it wrong. Or somebody higher up was paying you to put those numbers out. <clears throat> Scott or to, Atlas. Or to be quiet about it. <clears throat> yeah, or to be quiet about it, too. Scott Atlas, who wrote a book, and I had mentioned on the last podcast, Scott Atlas uh, was talking about this. And he almost, he, he started getting points where he started to get doubtful because all these people were telling him, you're wrong about what you're doing. You're wrong about what you're saying. And one of his um, friends told him, don't worry, the truth always prevails. And I believe in that. Truth will always come out. Truth is immutable. You can never shut down the truth. So to see this, to see that all this kind of came out little by little. And then there is also a lot of uh, reimbursements and funding for COVID. So if you put COVID, it showed up that, you know, you were going to get some funding to your hospital for every COVID case and COVID death. And I actually had customers who were coming in and telling me that they had, um, <clears throat> that they had, uh, like family members uh, that died and it wasn't because of death one one guy in specific had his mother who was already terminal was dying and they wanted to put covid death on the death certificate so and he was like but she didn't die because of covid mm -hmm. like she was already supposed to die and cancer was the main cause of this yeah like and she didn't even get COVID. She never tested once positive for COVID. That's crazy. And she ended up dying because of cancer. And that was, he told me that with, like, from his, it came out of his own mouth. I heard it from him tell me that. 
So I was like, oh, jeez, man. So, and, 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 and like nurses won't hear about this. Doctors won't even hear about this. Like this goes up to like only like just a select few that hear about these mm-hmm. things. So people say, oh, the nurses, if you're a nurse and you're listening to this, sorry, but truth be told, you'll never hear about this. So if you're kind of like, no, I know people who died from COVID, uh, you won't hear about it. Yeah. And, and Or and, they, they tell you the same thing. I don't know. She died from COVID. That's it. Yeah. So here's here's the other thing concerning the whole COVID situation is a lot of people will say, well, Juan, you're not a doctor. And yes, I'm not a doctor. And yet, even though I read and study and learn a lot about these things, listen to all the news, look at all the numbers, run the statistics, do everything. Um, it doesn't. I'm not saying that I'm completely right and I'm absolute because I can always be wrong about anything that I say and I'm always open to that thought because I believe that's going to make me a better human being, always open to to the wrong that there is. But I will say this. Just because you're a doctor don't mean you're good either. Yeah. There's a lot of barbers and I'd say about 80% of them suck. That sounds bad to say, but they're not good. Mm -hmm. Right? And just because you're a doctor, it doesn't mean that you're good either. So, sorry. It's like, you studied, but you could have gotten an F. I mean, like, in a lot of classes that really had to do with, uh, you know, virology or, or epidemiology or whatever it mm-hmm. may be, right? You could have been one of those people that just failed that part. Or got a C, or I don't know. You could have been the bottom of the barrel. You know how many people who study these for these tests? I mean, study for a test and then forget everything. You know how many people that I mean, you've seen to get your license for hairdressing and barbering. You got to learn the craziest things. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just to like uh, to cut somebody's hair. Yeah, like what, like what what is it that's called lice again in the the scientific terminology of lice? It's um, pediculosis capitis. Yeah. That is the name for lice. Why don't they just call it lice? Yeah. But they call it pediculosis capitis, right? So you have all these different names that you got to learn. And I'll be honest with you, half of these doctors aren't that good. I mean, you, you speak to some of these doctors. I'm one of those people that I read a lot. I understand a lot. So I go to doctors. My wife hates this because we go to doctors. And she's like, stop it. Don't say that. Don't do that. But I'll go to the doctor and I'll question them some, about some things. And they say no. And then later on, they kind of come back to me. And like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I did look this up. And I did see this. And my wife has become one of those people. So now she even does it. And there was one pediatric office that we went to that they laughed at my wife. And they said all these things, and my wife was like, I think this is what my son has. Like, I, I try to be very cautious with my wife and my kids and make sure my wife isn't being neurotic and one of those people that looks at WebMD and sees every single condition. It's like, I got it. I got that. I got that. Mm-hmm. I got this. No. So I try to tell my wife, ah, relax, chill. But on that one, I agreed with her. And when she went to the doctor, they laughed at her. The lady literally laughed at her. And then she ended up right. Now, that's happened twice with my wife so far. And so it's just to show you, I'm just telling you, be careful with your doctors. Go for somebody who you can tell. You can always just tell when somebody knows their stuff. Yeah. Like, you hear it. 
in, 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 in how they speak and what they say and if they doubtful, if you question them, if you push them hard enough, question their logic. Don't be scared to question people. Question your lo their logic, the way of thinking, and you'll see if they're good or not. Yeah, you so, can even tell like with the way you talk to people, like how their response would be. Like that woman was probably like, no, like a, like a know-it-all kind of like, I know I, I know what I'm talking about. Like I got my nursing license. Like you're well, just no, a mom. Well, no, she was that's... a doctor. Okay, yeah. they're even worse. Like, yeah. um, like I'm a doctor and my you don't PhD. know what you're talking about and whatever. It's no, like PhD knows MD, right? Somebody that's, yeah, somebody that's like genuinely there for the well-being of other people instead of just the money or whatever is going to be like, all right, well, let me look into that. Like, but the response that, that she gave. Yeah. She literally like giggled about it. She was like, ha, ha. Like, like you, know, you can little... even tell when people, yeah. Like, like I'm saying, like somebody, like that... she had to like put my wife down, like, ha, ha, psh, like roll her eyes and then just kind of, you know, psh, psh, like, yeah, like somebody like that is one of those people that you don't want caring for you because they don't have your best interests. Cause if they see that you're genuinely concerned, they'd be like, all right, well, let me just double check at least to get rid of her doubt yeah exactly like yeah, oh that's a good point that's yeah. a good point if they got your best interest at heart they would they would look into it mm -hmm. or if they already know it so well enough they would explain to you to ease the calm yeah you know like like what people in the stock say you know like you and you learn enough about it to the point that it's not a risk so when you invest it's not a risk no more it's just you know what the outcome's gonna be so yeah, yeah they they should genuinely inform you so they don't so you don't feel like there's a risk any there anymore yeah good point <clears throat> all right so that's the covid news and oh and another thing that happened with the covid situation is the fact that covid uh in new york they lied about their numbers too so new york hospitalizations and this one's crazy because it says the uh, 42% of COVID patients admitted for non-COVID reasons, okay? While before, it was like 90-something, 90 95%, 98%, some crazy number like that. Mm -hmm. Admitted for COVID. They said, oh, look at all these COVID cases. Oh, my God, COVID, 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 COVID. So this is literally the statewide of New York was 42%. Or 42%. 42%. So 42% of all the COVID cases in New York were non-COVID reasons. So all, all, out of 98%, that was mm -hmm. all COVID cases, they were saying, oh my God, the hospitals are flooded because of COVID. And mm -hmm. This is my point. This is what I'm saying. So for all of you who are saying, Juan, you're part of this conspiracy theory. I'm not saying conspiracy theory i'm just giving you the actual numbers why did they lie about it in new york why is it now going from 98 95 percent whatever the number is i know it's one of those two it's high up there why did it just drop to less than half or half yeah so now we went from almost 100 percent to half why did they lie about that? You think that they made that many mistakes? Yo, listen. If they were making that many mistakes in a hospital, all you people who are listening in New York, you need to get out of New York like tomorrow, yesterday. Mm -hmm. You need to get out of New York yesterday because 
your state has the worst health care statistically, right? Check this yeah. out. Either, either they lied, okay? It's only one of the two. Either they lied or they have the worst health care in New York. Yeah. Both of those are really bad. Seriously. So if I was you, get out of New York quick. Like real quick. Yeah. And one of the things I think about everything behind the COVID is that, um, like I, so I, well, right now I currently, I, I work in a, I'm not going to say name, the name of the company, but I work for a dialysis center. Um, and just talking with my coworkers and everything, um, the ones that like have other friends that are doctors or nurses is like the CDC is the one that sets kind of all the guidelines and says, this is what COVID is. If this person has this symptom, then it's COVID period. And I think that that's what the CDC was doing at the beginning. It was like, if they have a single symptom, it's COVID. So everybody, like even the doctors and the nurses have for the most part, for the majority of the past two years that have been going on, have been completely clueless because they go by what the CDC tells them. So really, you kind of have to look at, all right, well, we're getting all all of our information from the CDC. Now all these numbers are coming out. And it's not just New York. It's not just like, like, it's all these things that are coming out now. It's like, oh, well, this wasn't COVID or these people didn't die because of COVID. It's like, you kind of have to take a step back. And like Juan was saying, like, it's not that we're bringing this news to kind of, you know, be biased about it, but you do have to say, take a step back and be like, all right, well, something's wrong with the CDC. Like, at yo, the, the, yo, they get paid millions of dollars, like yeah. millions and millions of dollars to have some of the greatest doctors in the world to work for the CDC to get all these numbers right, statistical analysis, uh, PhDs, MDs, like all these things. Like they have the most highest geniuses and you're going to tell me they all got that much wrong? Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. No, man, this is crazy. So this is this for me is just it, this whole COVID situation. The fact that CDC came out with that and you're saying, you probably say to you're probably thinking to yourself, Juan, as soon as I said the whole CDC situation, you're probably like, Juan, I don't trust the CDC. Yeah, you're right. But I'm just saying for all of you who listen to the CDC, mm-hmm. when COVID was in the big outbreak and no, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. I mean, that's literally what they were in the beginning. So uh, for all you who are in this situation of the CDC it's just the, and you listen to them in the beginning. Well, now they're saying that seventy five percent of them had comorbidities. So that's to say that only right now, according to that, to them, only twenty five percent of the deaths were comorb were were deaths from COVID. Which even at that, there's still some numbers that really don't match up to me. So, but okay. I'll let that one go, but still, 75%, that's still a lot to be getting it would, wrong. It would make more sense if, like, if, for example, like, the New York thing that you were saying, like, how the number was, like, super high was in the 90s. It would make sense if it was, like, okay, it was in the 90s and it dropped to, like, the 80s or the 70s even. But to drop by half and then come out and be like, 
actually, these people technically didn't die from COVID. They just had underlying health problems, and the COVID kind of just brought everything out in the light, and that's why they died. Like, how did you not know that when all of those people were dying? Like, you don't just, people don't just come in from COVID and you, like, you can't, at least I, like, I would think, like, studying and going to school a little bit for all this stuff, like, you would look at everything. You don't just look at, oh, I'm just going to look at this that they come in with. You look at every single thing. You check heart rates and blood pressures and um, hemoglobin levels and whatever it may be. Like, you look at everything. So it's kind of crazy that they kind of just threw everything out the door and said everything was COVID. Like, even from a medical standpoint, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there's definitely another agenda behind that. All right, so moving on to the next one. Joe Biden and his administration. Now, mind you, I've never been a fan of Joe Biden, but okay. We got to try to be as non-biased about this as possible, but. So, Joe Biden in his administration said that there would be equity and distribution for the vaccine. Okay, this is what he talked about um, right before he was even like fully elected. So, before he even got to the point where he was, um, he, before he was president elect officially, when they were still like in the middle of all this thing, I forgot what it was, or while he was president elect, I think. Uh, Joe Biden said in his administration, there would be equity and distribution. But this is weird because priority for therapeutics and uh, vaccination and all this stuff, there is a priority towards black, Latinos, female, like all this. Mm-hmm. So this is what he said. So priority would be to black, Latino, and female, and female-based businesses. So like distribution of uh, vaccination, distribution of like the economical money that they were giving out. It would all be, listen, if there's equity, that means that you don't look at females, blacks, Latinos, or anything. You just straight up blind yourself to all of it and go, everybody's got a hundred bucks. Yeah. So that's a lie, what he said. But not only that, then you also have in what I what I was saying about this whole uh, the, the the FDA just approved new therapeutics for distribution, but it's based on race. Now this violates all kinds of federal laws, like massively. You cannot go around distributing things based on race, like that's straight up just. Racism. Yeah. There's no way to put it. So, check this out. Utah, right? But but a lot of the states have this. Utah COVID-19 risk score. This is crazy, people. So, buckle in your seatbelts for this one. If you're a male, you get one point. Okay? Your age is 0.5 for every decade. Okay. Now, the, these numbers vary between two and one. The rest of them. So your point in, in your, your scoring system, you got to hit a certain score for you to be able to uh, 
get these, uh, you know, get these therapeutics and the vaccination and, you know, the, the risk score that you mm-hmm. have for this. So they, they assess you and then they give you what it is for the COVID-19 to help you with this. So diabetes is a two. Hypertension is a one. So remember, they're adding all these points one by one. Severely immunocompromised is two. Okay, obesity is two. Congestive heart failure is one. And chronic kidney disease is one. Non-white or Hispanic Latinx. I hate that stupid. Ethnicity, two. What the hell, man? Get out of here. So you're saying if you're white, that's a zero. You get no points for that. But if you're a Latinx or Hispanic slash. That's crazy because everything else was kind of from a medical health standpoint. And then you just throw in, oh, just because they're like minorities. Okay, so in the end, Utah, at least Utah, for sure, for sure. They have a whole bunch of other states that are doing this too. But uh, it is it is two points for race. So all the racism that they talk about in all these different states. and Oh, and there was actually a video that somebody actually recorded as they were doing the point system and the white guy literally said so you're saying if I was black I could get the vax and the lady openly said yes that's racism so if you want to sit there and talk about how you know uh, all this this is all equality and this is no sorry it's racism so they're putting race into getting therapeutics or the vaccine. Yeah. So that's your COVID and this whole Joe Biden administration and the vaccine that they're equity to everybody, you know, no equality means equality, period. It doesn't mean we're going to level the playing field. It means you look at absolutely nothing. You look at no statistics, no figures, no race, no nothing. And you just say, here, $100 for you, $100 for you, because we're equal across the board. You don't look at the history of what things are done. You cannot blame people of the past for the things that are being done now. Should be told. That's just the way life is. Sorry. And if you say to yourself, yes, you know, the black people should all get, you know, this, uh, you know, you should you, you should get what what is it called when uh, uh, retribution, right? For we should get money back for yeah. all the things of the past. Mm, sorry, it sucks to say, but it sh- it really it really should not be like that because who's paying for that? It's it's really only the people now who have probably never been racist in their lives. Mm-hmm. So. That sucks to say, whoever's listening, if you feel offended by this, I'm so sorry. I really am. But that's just the truth. And I'm Hispanic. And there is a lot of racism going out in L.A. 
in New Mexico, all along the Mexican borders. I mean, even now, still happening. People make jokes and say all these things. You can't take things to heart, man. Sorry. You just, you know, got to get up, keep moving, put your chin up, just keep going. I mean, it's, it's not as bad as what it used to be. I'm not saying all racism is gone either. I'm not the person that's saying all racism is gone. That's not true. But I'm also not saying that racism is here and it's more evident than ever. That's mm-hmm. not true. Guess what? Racism is not as bad as it was in the 40s, the 30s, the 20s, the 50s, the 60s. It just wasn't. Yeah. So, I'm sorry to say this, but yeah. Uh, so, the whole uh, COVID uh, vaccine, they're distributing it based on race. On other vaccine kind of topics, um, in California, they're trying to get a bill passed that'll let... Um, Kids ages 12, well, minors, obviously after they turn 18, they can do whatever they want, but um, minors from 12 and up, uh, they're trying to get a, a bill passed so that they can get the vaccine. Um, I don't think it's just the COVID vaccine. I think it's other, um, I think it's other vaccines too um, that are approved by the FDA um, to get the vaccines without their parents' consent. Which I think is crazy. So I was trying to think about this. And at first I was like, because I, I try to play devil's advocate in my brain to go, you know, how, why would it be okay? And I was thinking, you know, your body, you know. and But the thing, truth be told, after putting a lot of thought into it, at 12 years old, you don't know what you want. I mean, there's a lot of 12-year-olds that don't know how to wipe their own tushy. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, Seriously. I know for real because I have some 12-year-olds that come and sit in my chair and you could smell when they don't wipe their tushy, mm-hmm. right? Because it stays and it, like when you scratch it your, lingers. when you scratch your butt, you know, kind of like you get that skin mark. And then, I mean, it sucks to say, oh, but this is God. the truth. Yeah, this is the truth. They sit down. And then that smell sticks to the chair. So then I got to go and put like some type of alcohol base to kill the bacteria of the smell. Wipe it down so the smell goes away. Now, there's a lot of young kids who are like this. Still mm-hmm. don't know how to wipe their own butt. And truth be told, if you don't even know how to do that, more than likely, you probably shouldn't be choosing your vaccines. You shouldn't be getting the okay because... You, the intellect level that you hold is probably not high enough for you to be able to make those decisions. Let yeah. alone, I don't think that that whole 17, if your birthday is on May 1st, right? Mm-hmm. Or let's say May 2nd. On May 1st, you're an idiot and don't know nothing, can't make no decision in your life for yourself. But on May 2nd, you can make all the decisions in the world. Yeah. One day changes your whole life. You can do everything you want, like, freely. So, May 1st, you're the idiot that doesn't know how to wipe your tushy. May 2nd, you're the genius who can make every decision in the life. Yeah. That's crazy to me. So, thinking about it clearly, vaccine, 12-year-old, I'm sorry. Hell no. Just, that's a no, 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 no. 
you should not be making those decisions on your own. So, yeah. Do I shoot? Do I shoot the the other two news? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Go ahead. All right. So, on the January six, um, the January six was the whole march that happened in Washington, where they pretty much ended up raiding the Capitol and everything. Now, forget the whole Trump scenario. Forget the whole raiding of the Capitol. Forget all of this. Okay. But they have video evidence, okay, of FBI agents, and they got their names. I forgot what exactly their names are, but they have video evidence. Can you look that up? Mm-hmm. Put uh, video evidence FBI agents or, or, or video evidence FBI agents name January 6th. Okay, so we there was video evidence on January 6th of FBI agents in the march onto the Capitol on January 6th. So they questioned uh, the director of the FBI, right? Ted Cruz, during a questioning towards the FBI, he asked them clearly, he says, were there agents involved during the January 6th events? And the director said "I uh, that she did not want to answer. And she said, I don't want to answer. Uh, I don't want to answer because this is classified. So this is the senator that's asking these questions. How much power does the FBI have? That they can just ignore and say, I don't want to uh, answer that question. Or they don't need to answer that question because of that reason. I think that if they say this, it's saying no. I That there was, uh, there was an FBI agent there. Now the reason why I'm saying this is because the FBI agents that were... That were um, that were caught on video. They were there, right? Saying, "We're going to go to the Capitol. And we're going to raid the Capitol." And they kept pushing everybody. And there was people in the video that said, uh, "No, we're not going to do that. We're not here to fight or to to destroy property. That's not what uh, uh, the Trump protesters are here to do." And this guy kept pushing and pushing and pushing. We're going to go to the Capitol. We're going to go. And that's all this guy kept screaming the whole time. So this for me is a little bit fishy because when they asked the FBI agent about this, were there, were there any FBI agents involved? Uh, sorry. Um, you know, that's, uh, for FBI purposes or whatever. Were there any FBI agents involved? Sorry, can't answer that. This is uh, for FBI purposes. Uh, were there, and he kept, he continued to do this, and they didn't answer a single thing. If there weren't, if there wasn't anybody there, you think they would have just said, you know, no, there was nobody there. We had nothing to do with January six events, and then they washed their hands, and then they just because if FBI agents didn't have absolutely nothing to do with it. Well, then they have nothing to classify. They have nothing 
to be a part of. They have nothing to 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 protect themselves from. If anything, they would want to say like, "No, we weren't a part of it." Yeah, they would. They would like to say that, but the fact that they were involved and they have to classify it means that they were part of this. You know. Because if they weren't involved, then they wouldn't have nothing to classify, nothing to block off, or or, or, or to keep it under certain level of authorization. They would just say no, right? But truth be told is they didn't. Uh, so right here, I think it says, it says Ray Epps, who was filmed on January 5th in six urging rioters towards the U.S. Capitol, is a federal agent who helped to orchestrate the insurrection. The guy is caught on camera. And this is what Senator Cruz is talking about. So on uh, KCRA.com, you can check this out. It says there, right? And you could see video of this man doing this. Just put Ray Epps uh, filmed January 6th insurrection. And you'll see this man. This man is an FBI agent. And you, you, they've shown other pictures of him uh, as an FBI agent. And he's sitting there uh urging rioters to the U.S. Capitol to raid the Capitol. I mean, I'm sorry. And when Senator Ted, uh, Senator Ted Cruz asked, the Justice Department official said uh, they couldn't say whether the FBI agents participated in the insurrection because she couldn't discuss the, the specific of sources and methods. Like I said, if they weren't part of it, then they wouldn't have nothing to classify, nothing to be a part of, and mm-hmm. they were just... Boop. They'd be more than happy to clear their name. Yeah. So this is just to prove they were part of it. They really were. So for them to sit there and say, no, that we weren't, sorry. It just it's it just shows clearly that they are. All right. <clears throat> Jumping on to another one. Martin Luther King's niece says that these laws and crazy new rules in school are just dividing us more. Now, this girl, this uh, girl, I don't know if you could look that up, just put um, uh, Martin Luther King's niece. So Martin Luther King's niece, this, uh, and, and put like, what's her, her name? So Martin Luther King's niece was uh, a advocate. I was reading up on this a lot. Uh, uh, and she was explaining how she doesn't believe what Martin Luther King preached was this, was to go around and, and speak, you know, the, this, these, these new, to, to advocate for these new rules to say, you know, oh, what we need is, um, is more, uh, uh, you know, equality and all these things and all these rules uh, that they have to put more protection. He, he didn't believe in, in giving more power, right, to black people than to white people or, or vice versa, more to white people than to black people because it defeats the purpose. If you're going to give more power to certain people or put more leeway or, or give an extension, right, uh, or to give you an example, if there's a race, you don't want equal outcome because equal outcome means that if one guy works 10 times harder than the other guy, the other guy 
right? Runner B gets the same outcome if he was a lazy piece of garbage just sitting around eating chips, getting fat for the last three months. That means that guy who was eating healthy, being nice, um, and working hard, right? Doing the good thing, uh, uh, training for this race, he's going to get the same outcome as the guy who did absolutely nothing. So what Martin Luther King believed in was equal opportunity. And he says, we don't want more, we don't want less, we just want clear equality. All these things that are happening, all these laws, all these, these, these thoughts of retribution, and you don't understand, this is killing us more. Because I don't want somebody to look at my daughter and to look at my daughter and give her a hand, right? And say, oh, like, here's a handout. Here's this. I want my daughter to have the same equal fight. Because if you give her a handout, then you know what happens when you give my daughter a handout? You weaken her for the future. I mean this. I'm not saying I want you to beat up on my daughter. But I'm, if some difficulties come by some natural way, or some innocent way, right? Like it's not, it was by accident or, or, or emotions got the best of you and something hurt my daughter. I, I would say, I would tell my daughter, good, this is going to make you stronger for the future. And I would help her to guide her through this moment of difficulty. Okay? So the lady's name is Alveda King. Mm -hmm. That's the name of this lady. Uh, this is Martin Luther King's niece. And she speaks about this clearly. Uh, this is on the BET.com website that she spoke about this, about, um, you know, how this, 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 how do I put it to you? This, this giving more, more to the black people. So she doesn't believe in this, all these new rules, all these new things, these laws that are happening. She doesn't believe in none of this and the commemoration of her uncle, uh, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So just to show you that, and she, she was one who learned so much about this. So she still advocates a lot for Martin Luther King and his beliefs and what he what he uh, believed. Uh, right here, uh, I, it says, I'm thinking about back when he was alive or just before he passed away. Only 24% Alveda of black children were born out of wedlock. And today, that number is approaching to 70%. Because she speaks about how, uh, how, so I don't know if you know, but the statistics show that if you're born out of a wedlock, you're more likely, especially for male, you're more likely to have some difficulty in, uh, in, in, in character, moral and ethic development as you grow older and older and she's showing how these children who are born out of wedlock and all these rules that are coming along now to say you know have sex when you want to do whatever you want and and these partying and getting high and all these i mean she explains it in such a way but she she explains how this whole inequality towards the black people and how they speak about it and how they talk about it and we need more for the black people we need retribution she believes that all these things are not good so 
that's uh, Martin Luther King's niece who, who, who learned so much and still preaches the same exact way and the same thoughts that her uncle had. So there you go. Martin Luther King's uh, niece talking about that. So what you got there, man? Um, so I have an interesting one, um, that actually by miracle, like I found today, which I think it's interesting that it took me so long to find this news, um, which I think strategically, um, like was placed that way so that it's not that out there. Um, so for those of you that don't know, um, the March for Life is kind of, is like a, it's a march that happens around the time, um, or around January, um, that technically goes against, um, the Roe v. Wade decision of the Supreme Court that was made, gosh, I don't know, 19 something, I don't, I don't know the exact year, um, like almost 50 something years ago, I think, um, and so for those of you who don't know, because I do know we have a younger generation that doesn't know some of these things. So the Roe v. Wade was when they made the decision for abortion, for the rights for abortion. To legalize abortion. To legalize abortion. Okay? So that's Roe v. Wade. For the, for the younger listeners, that when you hear Roe v. Wade, that means like if it was like Denora versus Juan. Or Denora, better said, Denora versus the state. Yeah, like that was the case. Yeah, so they would they would they would make the battle, and if the Supreme Court decides on one thing, well, it kind of sets the standard for all the other different laws to get passed and all the other different decisions that get made. Mm-hmm. The Supreme Court makes it; everybody else just kind of follows in suits, and the judges follow in suit yeah, with like whatever the, the Supreme Court yeah. exactly. So Roe v. Wade was to legalize abortion. Okay, so this is what she's about to talk about right now. So, um, I guess this year, um, there was not the highest number, but, um, a really big number of people that attended the march. Um, and then there's this case in Mississippi that's come up about abortion. Um, that is kind of, in the article, it literally says kind of putting on the line to the, the decision that the Supreme Court made originally, um, to legalize the abortion. Cause I think it's, as far as I know, it's legalized. Up until, um, I think it says around 24 to 26 weeks, um, that medical experts have said, like, the baby is like a baby f- kind of full grown, like, if it needs to come out of the womb, it can, um, and like survive. So that's, I think, the, um, the limit that you can't surpass with, um, with the abortion. But there's a case um, in Mississippi um, that I don't I don't think it's a Supreme Court case, um, but is kind of doing it so that it doesn't surpass 15 weeks now. Yeah. So if you grow up a little bit, so, scroll up. So right there. So it says the justices will hear arguments. So the justices is the Supreme Court. So it's justices will hear arguments in Dobbs versus Jackson's. Jackson Women's Health over a Mississippi law that prohibits termination of pregnancies after 15 weeks. Lower courts have found the ban 
plainly unconstitutional under half century of legal precedent row and put it on hold so wow yeah you know there's actually some states um so you have some very 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 smart intellectuals that debate this and i'm not saying this because i'm pro-life now but you listen to both sides I'm, i'm very good at playing devil's advocate too because I was a person who, not that I, I, I was with abortions, but I was one who was kind of got to a point where I was kind of becoming atheistic and I was doubting a lot of things in my life. So because of that, uh, I'm very good at devil's advocate. I'm very good at playing this. And, and, and I've seen both sides of this, of this, this like debate. And the people who debate this side of life, whoa. I mean, they, they annihilate the best of the best for pro-life versus the best of the best, best of the best of women's choice. Mm-hmm. Now, side note, it's called pro-life. Why don't the other side call themselves pro-death? Yeah. I've always thought about that. But I think about that all the time. And they annihilate them. I mean, they, they, they annihilate women's choice debates. Just, I don't know if you know, so you say to your, the ones who come up with the best debate will be the, what if a woman was raped? Could they still have the baby? And I don't know if many people know, but in psychology, it shows that women who are abused, who are raped, and are having a baby uh, from another man, but that they were raped by, Okay. If they abort that baby, they actually end up way worse mm-hmm. than if they were to have just dealt with the rape alone. And had the baby and dealt with the rape or had the baby and, 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 and adopted the baby. Because once they abort the baby, they feel like they committed double the crime. Because all women who have an abortion, all, I mean... It's almost unheard of to see find a case of somebody who doesn't have some psychological effects from aborting a baby. So all women that abort a baby have some psychological effects. So when because they feel like they're they're murdering somebody. That's mm-hmm. that's a lot of the the dreams, the connections that are done inside in, in psychology. Mm-hmm. So they end up worse because they feel like they murdered somebody. And they also feel like they got raped. So they have two sides that are very bad because they feel like I did an, an even bigger injustice because I I can fight off my abuser. Mm-hmm. I can at least punch them, kick them, scratch them. Maybe they did what they did, but I can try to fight. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm at least close to their size to make a fight happen. You can defend yourself. Exactly. Um... Maybe maybe because the guy's stronger, you can't, but at least you're close enough in size. But now you're talking yeah. about something microscopic or something that's the size of a nail or smaller versus a human being. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no chance they'll ever, 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 ever win. And they've shown abortions. I don't know if you watch videos, but they show abortions where they show the ultrasounds because they need to get, when they kill a baby... 
and they're sticking the tube inside of the woman, uh, they have to put the ultrasound to see where that tube is more or less at. So when they, they stick the tube inside, you can see the baby try to fight mm-hmm. the tube. And they'll suck out body parts. And you could see the baby. This is like one of the saddest things. Like I'm, I'm being dead serious, you guys. Like I laugh at my wife when she watches romance movies and tears up and cries. <laughs> Yo, straight up, I'm not going to lie. I watched those videos and, and you see like a hand get ripped. And you could, you could see almost like the fetus, the baby, get hurt. Yeah. And start to cry and like I, I can't I can't say that it's it cries but for those of you who are parents you could you could see your your son could be turned around and just by his position alone you can tell when your son is happy laughing sneakily doing something or trying to hide something or he's crying or just off of how his posture is you could tell that he's doing that so when you see that you could tell that the baby is just hurting and like I could I mean it sounds crazy and like and I'm not one to think like this to be like oh this is what they must have been feeling but you could just see it in the fetus Mm -hmm. so to 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 make the defense that well if the woman was abused they should have an abortion yes now I, I want everybody to understand that I don't think I don't I don't think that anybody has the right to tell you what to do. You as a woman or me as a guy, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't think that anybody has this right to do this. But I think it's good that everybody does know the truth. And and that is the truth. The truth is is that almost every single woman ends up more hurt after they abort the baby than the women who actually don't abort the baby, keep the babies, and then just let them live or adopt them. They just end up dealing with the pain of 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 the abuse. Yeah. So <clears throat> but but that's that's mine, you know. Uh Dave Chappelle, a comedian, says something very interesting. And it's funny how all these women's choices, a lot of people who believe in women's choice, um, they're very big fighters on on uh what's the word i'm looking for on child support and all this stuff dave Chappelle says something very interesting and 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 i don't believe in in abandoning a child or anything but once again shooting from the devil's advocate side okay now i want to be clear because people like to flip things around i don't believe i'm going to clarify i don't believe in abandoning a child when you're a father, I believe taking responsibility, moving forward, being a good husband, and, and, and persevering in the middle of difficulties. But shooting back, playing devil's advocate, for all the women who are pro-choice, okay, well, if you believe in killing a baby, well, then you should be okay with the father abandoning the baby. Because if you're going to kill the baby, he's doing one less. He's just walking away from the kid. Yeah. So if you're okay, if you're women's choice, if you're okay with killing the baby, then you should not have the right to go and tell the father you need to pay for this baby. 
Because you're saying, I can kill your child, but you can't walk away from the child. Yeah. Does Which that make is, sense? Yeah. Like, and th- Now, I don't agree with this. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm telling you, I'm a great devil's advocate on this stuff. I don't even like saying that, but I'm, I'm, I've, I've been so bad. I'm, I've always been such a bad human being, like always. And why God gave me seven children. Oh, this is what took so long. Um, we were supposed to put this podcast out Wednesday, and we didn't because I had my seventh child. So my beautiful little daughter. And right now my wife is in the hospital because my daughter has jaundice. So she had to stay there. Only one person could stay. I would not be doing this podcast today. Uh, If I could choose to be with her, with my little daughter in the hospital, I'd be with her all day over any of you guys who are listening. So sorry for all (laughs) you guys who might feel offended by that. But that's the truth. I love my daughter. I love my family. They all come first above everything. I have a hierarchy in my life. It goes God, wife, children, then comes money and the jobs and all these things. Mm-hmm. But that's my hierarchy. Everybody should have a hierarchy. I'll talk about that some other day. So yeah, pro-choice. If you're pro-choice, well then you should not have a right to get I think child that, compensation. I think that the term like, and it's crazy because like, like you said, like the people that, you know, they'll have debates about this and stuff like it's, people say that they don't call it pro death. Cause it's like, okay, well, I'm not saying I'm for death. Like I just, I think that women should have a choice. So that's why they call it pro choice. Right. If you're pro choice choices, you're not, obviously you're not being specific about choice. You make the choice to abort the baby. Okay. But you're taking away the choice of that life that's inside of you. So it's like, there's no way to word. Yeah. I've thought about that. Pro choice is such a bad word. Pro what, like pro, whatever it is pro, like you should just call it pro abortion. Cause that's like you want, I think that's the best term for it. I don't think choice is the right word because if you were pro choice, you would be willing to give everybody a choice. That baby, that baby a choice, that baby cannot advocate for itself. You are the protector of that little human being. And I, here's another thing before we get off the subject, because I do got something interesting now that we're talking about babies' names. I'll tell you something. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm like thinking about it because it's a pretty funny one. But uh, this whole pro, pro-choice, I, I do find it interesting in what you're saying because I have thought about that. You know, you say pro-choice, but who gives that baby the choice to be able to to live. do that? Yeah. To, to live. Like, hey, do you want to live? And I've had some debates with some people, um, and, and this will come up a lot, like always somewhere, because I have my beliefs in God, so everybody always feels the need to want to debate me about all kinds of crazy stuff. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, people will tell me, you know, like... Uh, oh, you believe in in pro-life and all this stuff? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And when we start having these debates, I tell them, I'm like, so what do you consider a person without a life? Like, what what is the level where you say to yourself, that's it, it's not a life no more? Mm -hmm. And then they go, okay, like, uh, well, well, there's, there's no arms and no legs on the fetus. I'm like, okay, so a paraplegic, right? person who can't use 
hands, like legs, whatever it is, they're not considered alive. And they're like, no, 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 yeah, yeah, like, but they have eyes and a brain and in 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 the spine. I'm like, okay. So you're saying a person who's paraplegic, who can't use their hands, can't use their legs, can't use their arms, just has a torso, and if they're blind or they don't have no eyes, they're not considered a life. They're like, uh, I'm like, I'm just trying to, and I tell people, I'm like, I'm just trying to let you see that if you could yeah. continue to eliminate things, you just take away the human being, period, and then it's just a stale birth. It's just a baby that just didn't get the heartbeat, and at that point, it, it just, it's dead. It died. Yeah. It, con- it got conceived, and then it just died. But I think the second that it connects, and that's, you know, you have, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The second that the egg and, and the sperm connect. The embryo. And the embryo connect, that's, that's it. It's a life. And I think heartbeat, no heartbeat. I, I mean, at the stage that you should be able to hear a heartbeat. I say give a week or two afterwards just in case because I don't know exactly the medical conditions. I don't know exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's say a week or two afterwards, if you're still not hearing the heartbeat, okay. Like, that's it. Then your baby just it never grew a heart or it, it, it died for whatever medical conditions. Then then I say, okay, then you, you have to get yourself cleaned out because then it becomes dangerous for the female. Yeah. But other than that, I'm... I'm I believe what I believe. I mean, you just, you, you can't take away everything and say, well, it has no hands. Well, it has no eyes. Well, it has no, uh, uh, this, well, it has no that. It's like, so what what are you saying that you need to have hands and arms or eyes in order for you to be a human being? No. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Jumping on the second one, next one, not second one. I forgot what number we're on right now, but there was a woman, right? So we're not, we don't want to just give you names. We don't want to just give you news that of of all these things that are happening. I kind of want to try to, here and there if I can, I'm going to try to throw some funny ones in there too that are like, will make you think a little bit, but it will also make you laugh a little bit too. There's a lady who named her son Lucifer. Like, this is crazy because I do believe that your name does have some say in your life i do believe that your name somehow in some ways invokes something Mm -hmm. in some direction in in your life now when you name your child lucifer lucifer is the name of the devil so you're naming your child the devil now mind you to be a little bit historical, because you know you got some of those people who got to be like Mr. Genius, and I know Mr. Know-It-All, whatever. Yeah. Lucifer does come from the Latin word Lucifer, right? So it does come from the saying of light. It means mm-hmm. light, Lucifer. So before, you know, before some of you guys come attacking me about this whole Lucifer and the name Lucifer or whatever, you know, Lucifer, <clears throat> and those of you who don't know, I'll give you a little bit of history behind it. Lucifer is the name of the fallen angel. So before the devil, Satan, became Satan, he was Lucifer. And Lucifer was one of the most powerful, most beautiful, enlightened angels. And he was 
His name was Lucifer. So he was, he was the, the smartest and the brightest angel who's light. The connection behind that is that, that he was so smart <clears throat> because he was like light, right? Illuminated, enlightened. He was an intellect. So he was so smart. And eventually he wanted to take over the power of God. That's how the story goes. He wanted to take over the power of God, become higher than God. And he was jealous that God, there was still one above him. There was nobody above him except God. So he was so jealous of him that he wanted to dethrone him, in other words. And then God ends up taking him, hurling him down to the earth and says, well, here, you know, you go to hell, whatever it is. And he creates his own little hell for him, his own dimension for him to rule and to be the ruler of. So uh, it says that Lucifer was so, in, in, in the book of the Apocalypse, there's some nod towards this in the book of the Apocalypse. But it says that he was so smart that he was able to convince a third of the angels to fight the cosmic battle against God. So that's how smart he was. So this is where the name Lucifer comes from. Mm -hmm. But just because of that, just because it's not Satan, it was the name of his angelic name, not his demonic name, it doesn't mean I'd call my kid Lucifer. I mean, like, if you're going to name your kid something name like Lucifer, you might as well just go all out and just be like, like, Judas, Satan, Lucifer or something like that. <laughs> like, you all know bad what I mean? names? Yeah, like, just, like, throw him in there, like, with everything. Like, Judas, Satan, Lucifer. Like, just, just go all out and just name this kid the worst of the worst. I'm kidding. Don't do this to any kid, please, whoever's out there. Because I do believe that your name... You know, they do say, psychology does say, that uh, if you, your name, if you have a weird name that's not considered nice, you actually will live a more negative life. And it does affect you in a negative way because you're more likely to get bullied. You're more yeah. likely to have less confidence in your life to say your name. And if you're less likely to say your name, well, then you're less likely to put yourself out there for your name to be spoken. So you grow less confident in life. If you have an ugly name or a name that can be made fun of. So I do believe your name has a lot of power in life. If you're walking around with a name, Lucifer. Oh my gosh, man. That's seriously, you're asking for somebody to. <laughs> yeah, I was just listening to another news podcast, radio show, or whatever it is. And they were talking about how they named the, uh, it was the Patrick Madrid show. And they were talking about how they named a child Casillas or something like that, some weird name. And it was from the Game of Thrones. But as the season continued, it was one of the most popular names to name your kids in that time, right? Mm -hmm. But as the season continued, they found out that this person ended up being the antagonist. They were like the worst human being that ever existed. So then everybody regretted naming their kid after this character. For Casillas, Casilla, whatever name was, I don't know what what the hell the name was because oh. I don't I don't watch the show do you know what it was oh my god but, I don't watch the show either but. yeah but but anyways don't even worry about looking it up but the, the name that was the name so point blank just don't name your kid after a show that hasn't ended wait till the show ends <laughs> seriously find, find out where find out the plot ends you know so then you know to say oh you know what maybe I shouldn't name my kid Rigoberto, you know, because Rigoberto was the bad guy who stabbed, you know, Manuela. I don't know. 
don't know what the what novelas you watch. But anyways, all right. Did you have another one? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, or or, or am I supposed to go one more? I think I'm supposed to go one more. You don't need to go one more. It's up to you. Okay. So, since we're on the funny side of the, these things, a pastor, okay? This is crazy. Like, I have to visualize things when I say it, so... I get pretty disgusted when I say these things, when I say stuff like this, because I have to visualize the start of my head. A pastor uh, spits on his hand and wipes it across his brother's face to show that God's, uh, to receive God's vision can sometimes be nasty. So. That's disgusting. Yeah. Like it. um, Oh. I'm uncomfortable. I'm just going to say, if my brother were to spit on his hand and wipe it across my face, my hand would be growing across his face. <laughs> maybe not across it, maybe somewhere a little lower. Listen, I'm, I'm, a, you're listen, I, I'm, a, I'm a Christian man. And uh, I try my hardest. Listen, I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll take a punch before I take a spit. Like, even worse. I'd rather you spit on my face, full-blown, hocked-up loogie from your mouth to my face before I let you spit on your hand with a loogie and then wipe it across my eyes. She, I like, wouldn't let anything. Because That's I think... Disgusting. I don't know. I think I'd accept it better if, like, it just came to me real hard than just one slow wipe across oh. my whole face. No, it's disgusting yeah. either way. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just trying to let you know, the fact that his brother just stood there with his eyes closed and allowed him to just wipe it across his whole eyes. And they said that there was just loogie tripping, too. Listen, I'll be honest with you. I think I, I want to know how the conversation went before this happens. Like, hey, so Joe. Yeah. What's up, Dave? So I was uh, thinking, you know that parable where Jesus spits on some dirt and, um, you know, wipes, throws it on the guy's, the blind man's eyes? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Do you mind if I do that with you? Yeah, sure. What are you going to do? Oh, you know, I'm just planning to spit on my hand and wipe it across your face. At what point was the brother like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Go for it. I would have been like, so uh, should it, to be more precise, shouldn't we get some dirt? I think the brother was just trying to release some anger and and just show the world how he's able to get his brother on public TV. Just, <laughs> I think he was just trying to be like, you know, oh, for all those times you bullied me or you did this to with between me and mom. You know what I mean? Just take his whole on it and just wipe it across the whole face dude if one of you guys did that to me i'd be like oh yeah let me return the favor just so you can experience how negative god's whatever <laughs> <it is." laughs> listen listen my brother my older brother gave me a wet willy now i'm such a germaphobe when it comes to stuff my brother gave me a wet willy while in church and i remember just like i was probably 15 16 years old this is my my rebel times, right? I remember just full blown, like in the middle of like church, just like 
pushing my hand, pulling my hand all the way back, cocking on it, just hitting him as hard as I could. I was so frustrated. Yeah, oh, man, I, I'm sorry. The brother who stood there and allowed his other brothers to just, you might as well just open your mouth and just let your brother spit in your mouth because that was so disgusting. You know Tommy did that? Yeah, I know. Yeah, so one of my brothers spit inside one of my other brother's mouth when they were like asleep 10 years old yeah, yeah. they did all this oh i'm saying being born being raised with a whole bunch of brothers man you guys is tough man we did some dirty pranks to each other but that's for another time so yeah so uh for all you out there you can watch this video this is a pretty funny video i, I think you guys are gonna get a kick out of it just put pastor spits on hand and wipes wipes across a brother's eyes to prove a point. I don't think that uh, Jesus Christ was the point he was trying to prove there. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, go ahead, your turn. Um, so this is a quick one, not not too crazy. Um, but there was a court case um, from a patient that in Minnesota that had gotten COVID um, and was unvaccinated. And mind you, it's from the New York Times article. Um, very biased because I swear they put that this patient was vaccinate, unvaccinated like 20 times in this article just to make sure that people knew he was unvaccinated, which I think is interesting. Um, but he got COVID really bad, I guess, in October of last year. And um, they had to put him on a ventilator. And I guess recently um, they agreed or like the doctors or whatever agreed to take him off the ventilator without his wife's permission and so there's a debate um well like with the court and everything about um who has like who has the um the right to say okay i can take this person off um like a ventilator because at that point like there's no life or, or whatever but the wife says like you know um that before the doctors kind of came up to her and said all this stuff that um he was like because obviously he had gone on the ventilator was unconscious for a really long time but a few days before was like opening his eyes and was like alert and awake and they were like no we still want to take him off so now it's um this whole case about um, whether or not the doctors have the right after a certain amount of time to take him off the ventilator, even if the wife says no. Well, regardless of the situation, it's not their choice. Yeah. Like, if if you're going to bill another human being for this or they have insurance that's covering this, you don't have a right to do this. I mean, even at that... A doctor takes an oath. You, you guys, whenever you get the chance, read. I've read, um, I've read the oath that a doctor takes, and that the the medical board, uh, the board of medicine, uh, and the board of surgery, mm-hmm. will, will. I mean, wait, 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 they pretty much you make an oath, and you swear that you will defend life at all costs. You can look it up. Yeah, like, so this violates everything that they're that they're supposed to be doing. And, and let alone, even if it didn't violate that section, 
if they're paying for this or the insurance paying for this, that the wife's probably paying for the insurance or the husband paid for this insurance, well, they have the right to that ventilator and first come, first serve. I believe in that. First come, first serve. You're the first one there. You're the first one that gets it. If, you, if I was the next guy in line and I just happened to die because I just wasn't there first, well, then I'm sorry. You can't take the ventilator off of this guy to take care of me. So, yeah. I think the interesting thing with this case, too. This is in Minneapolis? Is that, um, oh, no, 60 miles north of Minneapolis in Coon Rapids. Yeah. So, I think the interesting thing with this case is that um, the reason why they want to take him off the ventilator is because they have other COVID patients that they need to attend to and because he was unvaccinated. So essentially, if he's dying, they can't do anything because he's not vaccinated and they need the space in the hospital. So that's the reason why like, it's going to the court because they want to take him off, which I think is crazy, like you said, because they, they don't have the option. But I, I know that like when um, like people don't put in their medical records that they have, what is it called? That they have like a proxy, like the person that makes the medical decisions on their behalf when they can't, like that's the tough thing to kind of work around. Because technically the patient that can't speak for themselves hasn't appointed who can. Mm, well, oh, that's so that's good point. I think that's the thing that they're probably running into in this case, which I think they run into with a lot of cases, and why the doctors get away with taking people off the ventilators is because a lot of people don't go into the hospital or into their records and say, "I want to appoint this person as my proxy in case if I end up in a situation like this where I can't speak for myself, I can't make decisions. They're gonna make decisions." A lot of people don't have and, that. And, well, most hospitals will actually, when you get admitted, or even before you get admitted, they actually sit down and they actually kind of do a point one. Like, so they'll ask you, okay, you know, who's this, who's this, is emergency contact, in case of a scenario, who's the person, who's the proxy, right? So most places, most hospitals, as soon as you go into the emergency, mm-hmm. or if you get admitted, they kind of already do it immediately. So they probably already did this, unless they're like a no you know, some garbage, uh, hospital, but this is mercy hospital that did this, the ventilator at mercy hospital, go back to uh, go all the way to the top for the title. So this is the New York times and it's the court battle over a ventilator takes a patient from Minnesota to Texas. Wow. So these, these people took them from Minnesota. L- listen, side note here, all these people that are living in all these areas that are full-blown blue, okay, these liberal states, a lot of these people are leaving these areas and going to red states. Now, we're in Connecticut, and we're a blue state, but we're like, our blue isn't as blue as New York blue, Mm -hmm. okay? They're way more liberal than us. We've been seeing a lot of people moving in from New York here into Connecticut. Yeah. Yo, Connecticut is way better than New York. I'm sorry. New York, like, city, at least, that whole area, Manhattan, all that stuff, mm-hmm. the Bronx. Yo, all you guys have is, like, famous people and companies, and you guys brag about them, and then they just use you all. 
they mind warp you and find ways to advertise against the little intellect that they feel that you have to be able to suck the last penny out of you. And you guys brag about these companies in these big cities and all these things that you guys have. You know, you guys can stay up till one in the morning and eat the fattening, most horrible foods you can eat. But that's all you guys have. Your cities are so blue that these people want to leave your cities and come to Connecticut. And we're blue. Mm-hmm. We're pretty blue as it is. Yeah. So we're, we're very liberal as a state. And, and, and I'm not a liberal mentality, right? I mean, I am a liberal. I believe in freedom. Okay? The true meaning of liberal. But I'm not... Uh, we're not as blue as New York. And there's I've, I've heard stories of people that you could go into New York right now, go up to a stoplight, and if there's a cop, right, standing... And like in, in you know in, in a driver's side somewhere around there right and you're in manhattan and you see a stoplight you could look at the cop he'll look at you you could run the red light and he won't even just go out he you know he doesn't even care they just don't even care because it's just gotten so crazy this mm-hmm. whole uh defunding the police all these places where they want to defund the police and they did defund the police like minneapolis they're asking please if you go to these places where they say all these black people want defunding in Hispanic areas. They want defunding. You go to those places and ask them if they want defunding. And they all say, no, we actually want more funding because when we make calls, it takes too long for them to get here because they're in other areas, patrolling other areas. Yeah. So we actually want more funding for the police. Now, I'm not a person who says that cops don't do nothing wrong. I think cops do have, they're human beings just like us, so they're bound to be flawed and make their mistakes. They should be held accountable for the things that they do. But I don't believe in defunding the police. Um, so, yeah. So, these people move. They had to move their family member from Minnesota to Texas. So, they had to go from blue to red. Mm-hmm. Because they knew that in the red state, they would give them more true rights than they would than in the blue state. Yeah. And I think they were going to go through with it. It says right here. That they were going to go through with taking him off regardless of what she said. Which I think is crazy. That's nuts. Well, there you go. Alright. So, that was your last one, right? Yeah. Alright, so, my last one. This one is crazy. Now, you might think to yourself, what does this have to do with anything? Why is this such big news? Why do you think this is big news? Remember, what I want to do is, I want to show you these news uh, this news, and then I like to pull back the curtain and to show you the in-depth and why this is such big news. So, Microsoft bought out Activision for $68.7 billion. B, okay? B, 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 B as in boy, billion. You guys, that's a lot of money. And mind you, Microsoft is a massive company. They're the creators of Xbox. So you got Sony for PlayStation, Nintendo for Nintendo, and you have Xbox for uh, Microsoft is for Xbox. Now, Activision is just like a gaming company. Like they create games. They're not like a console company. Uh, they're not even, they're not, I don't even think they're the biggest. Can you, can you put like, 
uh, biggest gaming game companies or something like that. Um, but let's see if we can find the biggest game companies. But my point is, is that Activision is not even the biggest gaming company, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there's other companies that are even bigger. But this is just to show you how big the game industry is. This is crazy, you guys, because $68.7 billion shows how many people in the world are so invested into these games. How many people are, uh, uh, are, are, what's the word I'm looking for? How many people are, it, it delved into these things their whole life. And this is such a dangerous thing because when, when you become addicted to games, it's because you believe that the reality that you're living in is not good. So therefore you enter into an alternate reality. Because in an alternate reality, you can adjust the way things should be. And, and in order for you to adjust your real life, you have, to, um, you have to work hard at it. And this becomes difficult. So as you can see, this is something that's uh, dangerous. So or, l let's see here. Um... Denora just found it. So Sony is number one. So the gaming revenue of Sony is $25 billion. Okay, what's next? Let's go down. Uh, Tencent is $13.9 billion. Now, you say to yourself, well, okay, well, $65.7 billion is way more than... Um, is way more than Sony. Yeah, but that's not how it works. What they do is they give a, pro a projection of what the company is going to make in the next four years, five years. And they say, we want you to, uh, uh, we want you, we want you to, to buy us out at that price. So that's not what their gaming revenue is on a yearly basis. It's what they're projected to make in the next five years. And they want to get paid out for five years worth, uh, or six or 10 years worth, whatever the contracts are. And depending on how long the company has been gaming for. So Nintendo is number three at $12.1 billion. Let's see what's next. Microsoft is is number four at $11 billion. So what, what, what was... Oh, there you go. Activision Blizzard is only worth $8 billion. I mean, they, they're the, the most profitable games are Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. So it, it's, just, it's just my point is to show you how big this gaming industry has gotten, especially now with this new uh, thing called Meta, where now you can put on these uh, Oculus uh, these, and, and these gloves and you can enter into an alternate reality and you can buy land. You can buy land inside of this gaming world, like if it's real land. People are paying millions and millions of dollars to own such massive amounts of land. I mean, to me, this is just absolutely insane what it costs to buy land. And, and guess what? I wanted to know. All the biggest geniuses of the world, you know what they're trying to do? The smartest, most intellectual people of the world are trying to buy real estate. Because 
real estate is so much more worth than this gaming world. And what they're going to do is you're going to buy into the gaming world and you're going to enter into an alternate reality to live inside of a gaming world. But guess what? They're going to buy the land in which you got to put your chair and your TV to rent, to enter, to be able to sit down, to be able to go to work and then come and sit down and play on that real estate. So they're going to want you to rent. A lot of people are losing their homes. I mean, it's just just to show you that this gaming industry has gotten so nuts. Why? Because I believe that as the years have gone by, these companies see what the necessity of the humanity or not necessity, the want, the desire of humanity is. And what they want is to be lazy, to escape their reality. And as long as you give them security, as long as they can give you some, some, some form of security and emotions, they'll give it to you. And they feed off of this and they make billions of dollars. For what? Because you can't accept your life. So therefore, because you're not good at life, you have to enter into the alternate reality where you're somewhat good to escape your your real life. You want to talk about something? You want to play a real game? Play real world Monopoly. This whole world that you're living in is Monopoly. This is the best Monopoly game you could play. And guess what? It never ends. The roller coaster is up and down, and you got all kinds of obstacles to go through. What better life than the very two eyes, the first person view that you get from your own two eyes? What better game is there than this game of life? There's no better game than this. All other games suck. You couldn't ever you could never make up the stories that you that you get in your real life in these games. The quality. The sense, the feel, the smell. I mean, we're going to pay hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars to enter into a fake reality where you can't smell, you can barely touch, you can't taste, your vision sucks. Look how great our vision is right Mm -hmm. now. Looking through your own two eyes. Smell, taste, touch, feel, and hear all simultaneously at the same time. You guys, this is the best game in the world. Real life monopoly. Get over it. Grow up. Let go of these games. These people are making $68.7 billion because you cannot accept your life. Go out and play the real sports. EA Sports makes $5.5 billion a year because they know you don't like to play the real stuff. So what do you do? You got to live vicariously through a little character while you move your fingers around. I mean, gaming, I, I listen, gaming is fun. Here and there, gaming isn't bad. But when you have to escape your life mm-hmm. because your life just sucks. You know, a lot of these gamers, they have, I talk to a lot of these gamers. I, I have two or three uh, one that's kind of very big that I'm that I've been cutting his hair, and um, he says at an at an instant at a moment he can lose it all, so he's got a backup plan. So he doesn't look at this world like it's his life. 
Like, he enjoys life. He has conversations. He speaks. He talks. He does this as a job because he knows that everyone else out there can, like, will watch him for money. Mm -hmm. But he's got a backup plan. Like, he's got other things in motion. It's not just this. He's He looks at life like the real Monopoly. I mean, that's his real game, is life. And he's just using this as one little tunnel, one little avenue to be able to produce some revenue. He's smart enough to play the game. So, there you go, you guys. That's the news. That's your bi-weekly news. So we gave you whatever news that we give you in the last two weeks, things that have happened. So from here to another two weeks, we'll give you some more news. And in between then, we'll also drop another Food for Thought podcast. So hopefully you enjoyed the cruise news. Oh, <laughs> The cruise That would be good, actually. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was off the top of the dome. That wasn't even like, I didn't even think about that one. Off the top of the dome, I came up with that one. Cruise news. So, if you're listening at this point, I didn't put no ads, no nothing on this one. So, this is like possibility for different ads, different news that we can do. Uh, if we can advertise for you, if you're interested, once again, check, you know, uh, you can message us. Uh, you can send an email at food. The number four thought J at gmail.com. Okay, food for thought J at gmail.com. All right, so you can send an email there if you're interested. Uh, I hope you guys like the news. So until then, God bless.